here we are starting the month in a new series called Culture Wars, a very important topic because everything is just getting crazy. Have you noticed the changes? Has anyone noticed changes? You haven't noticed changes in your world right now. You haven't really been living in the world. You've just been living kind of probably in a, a closed area of some sort. We are living in a time like no other. We're seeing the effects of evil at play. The devil knows his time is short, Jesus is returning, and he's throwing out everything he can at us to distract us, to take us away. Remember what the scripture says, the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. You know, people are saying the world's gone mad, but what you're really witnessing is a war between good and evil. There is a battle, a real battle going on. That's why Jesus told us, you know, it's a, it's a fight against the kingdom culture. Jesus came to establish the kingdom culture here on earth. And that's why Jesus says, even in the Lord's Prayer, let your kingdom come, let your will be done. He made it known what he came for, what he came to achieve to bring the kingdom of God here on earth. But the devil is upset with that. The devil's target is you. As you are made in the image and likeness of God, every time he looks at you, he sees God and he doesn't like God. You are a target right now. For it says in Genesis 1.26, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. You are made in the image and likeness of God. Don't ever forget that because the devil doesn't want you to know that. And the devil hates you and he has a target on you because of that. He tricks us through deception he is the father of all lies in John 8, 44. You know, we see this deception taking place right from the beginning in the Garden of Eden. It says in Genesis 3, 13, And Jehovah God said to the woman, What is this you have done? And this is the deception with the serpent coming to her and deceiving her. And the woman said, The servant deceived me and I ate. Right here we see the first deception of where the devil himself, speaking through this serpent, deceived Eve to eat of the fruit that she was told not to eat of. But today we're having that same issue going on. The serpent is deceiving and we are eating the bait. We're eating the bait of Satan. We're eating that which he puts out for us and we're believing it's okay. We're hearing all sorts of weird things, you know, trying to justify things. You know, people say things like, oh, but that's your truth. My truth is different. Well, let me tell you, there's your experience. Yes, you can have an experience, but there's only one truth. Everything else is your opinion. Truth is truth, and God's word is all truth. Jesus came to speak the truth. For the word deceived is the Hebrew word norshaw, which means to lead astray. That is, to mentally delude. The devil uses these tactics to delude and deceive, lead astray the people, even God's people. Now, this week we, uh, last week we had great news of Roe versus Wade overturned. And as Sharon spoke this morning, uh, there was a small group of people that got together to talk about those things. But even now we're seeing online Christians that were supporting that, uh, not supporting the overturn, but wanted to go back. I'm going, how far have we fallen away from the Word of God, the teachings of God, that life is precious? And you'll hear about that a little bit later on in our series. This is just going to kind of be a, bit of a mismatch. I'm just going to give you a bit of an overview of things. 
We need to remember that we are not of this world. We're in this world, but we're not of this world, so we should not take up the things of this world. We should take up the things of heaven. Kingdom culture. And you see, right from the beginning, when this all came apart, when uh, Eve was deceived, God said to her in verse 315, because this I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He will bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Because of the devil deceiving, God says, I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. And this is the start of what we're seeing. That's why there is a war going on from that place on. There is the, the seed of man and there's a seed of the devil opposing each other all the time. The word enmity in the Bible is defined as a deep and bitter hatred. Can you see that bitter hatred being exposed today in many ways? These days you're not allowed to have a voice unless it agrees with the leftist view. If you, they don't even want to argue about things. They don't even want to discuss things. They just want you to say what they're saying. They, they discount everything else. There is a hatred, hatred and anger that comes forward through all these things. There is a war going on for your life. It's playing out through words and deception. The devil is very good at twisting and playing with words. Have you noticed that? You know, like the same-sex marriage that was pushed through. Words were used, the theme was, love is love. Love is love. Love is love. If you want to know what love is, read 1 Corinthians 13, 4. Love is patience, is kind. Love is not envious. Love is not vain, not puffed up, does not behave indecently, does not pursue its own things, is not easily provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in the unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. Love quietly covers all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endure things. I'm telling you, love has boundaries. If there is no boundaries in love, it gets very weird. I was reading on the internet where a man got, liked his car so much he wanted to marry it. How on earth do you marry a car? This is how bizarre. And it opens up all sorts of things. In, I think it was Argentina, there was three men wanted to marry each other. Three men. This is what happens when you step outside of God's boundaries. It gets very weird. It gets very weird. But as we know, God's word is very clear and corrects us, teaches us, trains us. God made man and woman. Man and woman for a purpose. But the thing is, even in this world, we can't even define what those things are sometimes. And I'm going to show you a few videos today just to show you how bizarre it's got. You think for... 6,000 years, roughly, we've been living a life, understand man and woman, marriage between man and woman, all these things. And just in the last few 10, 15, 20 years, something else has tried to change that, flip that. So let's just see what Senator Alex Antic had to put up with when he asked the question to this health board. And of course, in America, you've got a documentary that Matt Walsh has put together called What is a Woman, where he interviews all these women and they can't give him a defining answer. This is how crazy it's got. God gives a defining answer what a woman is because he made both men and women. This is why it's important that we know God's word because if you do not know God's word, you're going to be caught up with these silly conversations that go on. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is God-breathed and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfected through furnished to every good work. If we do not know God's scripture, you cannot be corrected. You've got to be corrected by his word. 
When I have an opinion on something and I read in the Word of God, it's different. I look at myself and say, I'm wrong. I assume I am wrong because the Bible has a different picture there. If the Bible is our truth, it is also our foundation. And if we're not built on a foundation, we will fall. Every house, every building is built on a solid foundation, otherwise cracks will appear. And we're seeing cracks appear because people are not on the solid foundation of Jesus Christ. Remember, Jesus said, the truth shall set you free. People are bound by lies and fears in this day that we live in, and, but there's only the truth that will set you free. People are fearful because they do not know the truth. If you know what Jesus has done for you, if you know the power of God in your life, there is no fear. I don't fear. I don't fear at all of these things because I know what God is doing, and I know we win. Amen. God, God is, is, is about to do something. God is doing something. And the Roe versus Wade is very interesting. I, I saw the other day, as you know, when Jesus appeared, the stars all lined and whatever, there was an alignment of the stars on the day Roe versus Wade was overturned. God's doing something, showing you in the heavens, he is about to do something greater things. And that's just the start of things to come. I want you to turn this morning just to get an understanding of where we're at. I believe we're in 2 Timothy 3.1 through the 3.5 talking about the times we live in. 2 Timothy 3.1 says, Know this also, that in the last days grievous times will be at hand. For men will be self-lovers, money lovers, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, unyielding, false accusers, without self-control, savage, despisers of good, traitors, reckless, puffed up, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power of it, even turn away from these. Wow, what a description. I believe that's exactly where we are at the moment. We are living in a place of grievous times and grievous times are going to... We are heading into a, a, a turmoil uh, like a storm, we're only just starting to see the start of it. Grievous times, people full of fear, uncertainty of what's you know, happening tomorrow. I was in a meeting the other week where a guy stood up and he started to cry because he didn't know he wasn't a Christian. He didn't know what tomorrow held for him. In a big public meeting, uh, just talking about the times we're in. And he said, I don't know how to feed my family. I don't know what tomorrow is going to hold for me. And I thought, there is, that is a voice of just one person in a group. There were over 200, and there was many others agreeing with him and, and going, what is going on with our world? What is happening? But when you understand what is happening, you can stand against it because that's what the Bible tells us to do. When you've done all else, stand. Stand against the devil. Matthew 6, 34 says, Therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow shall be anxious for its own things. Do not allow anxiety, anxious to get on, onto you. Fear to get on you, because fear is a spirit that's just, the devil just wants to put on you, because that's how they use uh, control mechanisms over you. We've got food shortages going on. Now, I've been telling you this for two years, and some of you go, yeah, right, Pastor Ian. Well, you're going to start to see it now. And... Um, just to let you know, there's been over 20 factories in the United States of America that has been burnt down mysteriously. We've got shortage of eggs at the moment. I don't know what that's about. Lettuces, I mean, 
heck, you can put lettuce on eBay now and, and bid for one. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's ridiculous. Um, and what more is to come? But I want to tell you one thing that I do know, it's being manufactured. It's not by accident. It's being manufactured, which I'll go into in a minute and show you who's behind all this. I've seen documentation from America where farmers have been told not to grow crops. Don't worry, we'll pay you twice the amount of money if you don't grow them. All sorts of things are being brought up. And the reason they give such as in the Netherlands, they tell the farmers they can have to decrease what they grow. It's happening around the world. It's not just a one country, it's around the world. And you can look all this up, it's all on there if you do some searching. They are creating food shortages. In fact, Mr. Bill Gates is the biggest owner of land in America now. And he wants to introduce his fake meat to you. He doesn't want you eating cows and whatever, that's for the elite. He wants you to eat his toxic meat, which is, yeah. And also, not on, top, on top of that, they're now talking about that we should be eating bugs. Bugs and insects. That's true. You can look it all up. They're trying to say how nutritious it is because these elites that are saying all this, they want the good stuff for themselves. They're trying to set up a, a world for themselves, and you're not in it. We have petrol prices going up. We're told, oh, it's the Ukraine-Russia thing, blame Russia. Well, we only get 1.2% of our oil from Russia. There's other factors in all that, but everything's being blamed and hidden, and there's a whole lot of stuff going on that's all smokescreen for what's really going on. We've got staff shortage, we've got people out of work, people looking for work but can't get work because of, the, of these mandates that have been put on. Mandates are coming off, but they've been going on and off like I don't know what. So we're seeing a, a world in turmoil. We're seeing a world in grievous times. So who's creating all this mess right now? Well, ultimately, we know it's the devil. For Ephesians 6.12 says this, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the world's rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual weakness, wickedness in high places. When you have a look at that today, you'll see that's exactly describing where we're at. World rulers. World rulers are joined together. World rulers are on the same page. They're having these G20 meetings, G7 meetings. They're all, we don't know what they're talking. They don't let us know what they're actually talking behind closed doors. But they've been playing in such a day as this. They know where things are going. They're in a big boys club and we're not in it. We have seen this right through history. Many governments... Look at Nazi Germany in the 1930s and the 40s, had a mission of world domination. Adolf Hitler was trying to create a super race, a one world government. He wanted to take everything. Evil raises his head every time, but God always comes through. Adolf Hitler may not be around anymore, but the quest of world domination, I'll get the word now, <laughs> but the domination is. There have been many think tanks and groups that we have continued this conquest. Some groups you may have heard of, some you don't. There are groups that are all connected behind the scenes doing this. We've got the Bilderbergers group. The Bilderbergers are a secret group of high-flying elites. They don't even want you to know they're meeting. I saw one guy actually got a tip-off, and um, he actually hid in the bushes because he was told the, the Bilderbergers were going to meet in this hotel. And he's filming the whole thing. And as suddenly the alarms, the fire alarms went off in this hotel and everybody that was staying there came out the front 
And, and he watched around the back, all these black limos were rocking up around the back. And these elites were getting out. They didn't want people to know they were there, so they made sure everyone was out of the building when they came into the building. you got the Trilateral Commission, the Club of Rome, who wants to divide the world into ten parts, the UN, the WHO, World Health Organization, uh, Freemasons, Illuminati. It goes on and on and on. There's a whole list of people that have the same bent ideas, which is being controlled by the forces of evil. And, of course... Not to mention the latest that has come to the world's attention, the World Economic Forum. Has anybody heard of the World Economic Forum? Yeah, you understand where they're going? Mr. Klaus Schwab. Looks like a villain out of a James Bond movie. <laughs> he does. Well, the world will change. <laughs> we have the power. Uh, we have... <laughs> okay. <laughs> All these players are connected and been used... Uh, their power to deceive the world. We're living in a different kind of war, though. This war, we're actually in a war which you cannot see bombs and bullets flying around, as in like World War II and World War I. It's a different kind of war. The main weapon of this war is the mainstream media being used by these companies. A lot of you may not know that um, even the TV has been used to brainwash you at, the word TV is television. It's like, tell, I'll tell you a vision of what I want you to believe, what I, I want you to know. In America, in the 1980s, there was about 50 companies that owned all the media, through 50 companies. Today, it's down to about five or six. They know everything. They, they report the same thing, and I'm going to show you another video just to demonstrate this. You know, we like to think, well, actually, Donald Trump did a great thing for the world. He revealed it, he called it the fake news because it's controlled by certain people, elites, pumping out to all the same news uh, people to say the same word, and you'll see how this works right now. If you can throw that one up there for us, Carly. Understanding how it works, the elites have one agenda and they hand it down to all the media corporations that they own to say word for word the same thing. And it's the same here in Australia. We've got Murdoch being one of the largest corporations and we are controlled by about five or six companies as well. So you cannot believe what you hear on the mainstream media because there's an agenda behind it. They will speak out what they believe, and they want to brainwash you with that. So don't go to that. Go to alternative sources. You'll find the truth. Klaus Schwab, through his global young leaders, the, the, uh, the leader of the World Economic Forum, has been leading to this point with his young global leaders. He started up a thing called the... Uh, Global Young Leaders, which we will know some of the names that are in there, where we're able to influence world leaders that we have today. To give you an idea, right now you have, from those Global Young Leaders, you have Justin Trudeau from Canada, Merkel from Germany, Macron from uh, France, uh, Jacinta Ardern from New Zealand, and even Scott Morris uh, attended that. And many, many more have been at the World Economic Forum as well. So you can see behind the scenes they've been training and these philosophies to these people and they've given them a way to get into the main places of power, as in prime ministers, presidents, uh, universities, all sorts of things have been infiltrated by these groups. There's been a mass infiltration of all these things. So what is the plan of these guys? What are the plan? You know... Uh, I'm going to show you another little quick video. This helps explain a bit more so you can hear from the man himself, Mr. Klaus Schwab, uh, and what his plan is for.
for the, the, the people of the world. You'll pick up, listen carefully what he has to say. There's just a little snippet, and if you go online, you can see a lot of the things he has to say. He's talking about a fourth industrial revolution, one that doesn't, is not an external, but it's an internal thing. Now, you need to get an understanding where that's leading and what that's really about, and I'll show you another video in a minute of Yuval Noah Harari, who is one of his offsiders, talking about, uh, he says such things, not in this clip, but other clips where he says, we have the ability to hack the brain. We know how you think. We can put thoughts into your head. We can read your thoughts. We can put them up on a screen, in fact. This is where technology is going. And he also says, he goes, you know, in the past, people believed in the... I'm going to put on his accent now. <laughs> people have... You'll see in a minute. Uh, people have believed in a God. But we are the gods that create everything. That's what he says. We are the gods that create everything. There is no God. That's a fable. This is what he said. These madmen are trying to take control of the world, and through their influence and uh, power, uh, they, are take, they are advancing the whole New World Order agenda. The New World Order agenda itself was set out to, decide, to break the old order. You know, to bring a new order, you have to get rid of the old order. The old order of, that's been going around since day dot, where I said, you know, marriage between a man and a woman, and um, all those things that we know to be true, has been flipped. They've, that's why we've got all this going on right now. We've got, we've got people confused about if they're a male or a female, um, if, even if they identify as an animal in some cases. People have crawled around the floor thinking they're a cat. It's just ridiculous. Um, this is true evil at, at stake. The New World Order wanted to break down all that we know as order so they could bring in a new order. In fact, the New World Order's motto is, out of chaos comes order. They've created the chaos so they can bring their new order forward. This is what's happening. This is why you're being bombarded with everything at the moment. They're all part of it to create mass mess. So let's just see what you, Yuval Noah Harari has to say about it. Now, he's part of the World Economic Forum as well. Basically, what he's saying is that whoever controls the data will control the world. We've already seen that with the rise of Google and Facebook. I mean, everyone's pretty aware now Facebook listens in on your conversations. That's why there's suddenly ads will come up if you're talking about a certain thing. Uh, I've seen my camera come on. If you have a look at my phone, I've, I actually block out my camera so nobody can see things uh, because I know what they're up to. Even um, Mark Zuckerberg, when he was having an interview, he saw his computer in the background and you saw tape over the microphone and all over the camera. He himself knows what he's up to. Uh, so there's a whole lot of deception going on. They're gaining material on you. They're putting everything together. And uh, what uh, Klaus Schwab mentioned about smart cities, most, has anyone heard of the term smart cities? Okay, well, smart cities has been in the making for a long, long time, part of a UN initiative, um, Agenda 21, Agenda 2030. If you don't know what that is, you need to read on it because it's quite scary what they're trying to impose on us. But the crux of it is Adelaide is a smart city too. Everything's been used, the word smart, smartphone, smart this, smart that, smart city. Smart city is the plans of their future. They want to push people from the country into small um, cities. And through the network of the 5G, they want to be able to control you. Facial recognition cameras, which is starting to really happen in uh, Adelaide right now. And I must talk to my nephew on that because he's behind making some of those, I believe. <laughs> so I'll find out the news on that, the goss. <clears throat> but facial recognition cameras, if you see what's happening in China right now, they've done away really with the use of cash. They just have their phones with them. 
And um, if they break the law in any way, like one guy said he was just crossing a road. It was a visitor from America. He thought he'd just, you know, cut across the road, no police around, you know, just cut across the road there. And he said he went to look at his bank account and noticed there was a fine of $200 in his bank account within 20 minutes of doing that. And, of course, what happens, they have this credit score in China where if you have a certain amount of points, you get a green light on your phone that allows you to go, you know, travel, do all those things. If you have a red one, you can't travel. You can't go into certain places or whatever. They have total control over you, everything you buy, everything you sell. Doesn't it sound a bit like Revelations chapter 13, which we'll go into the next series. I'll be liking to talk a bit more about that, but... But the thing is, this is what they've deemed for the world. They want control over you in all areas. And if you do some digging, you'll see it for yourself. I don't want you to just take what I'm showing. I'm just showing a little snippet. There's hours and hours of this stuff. Um, you know, I could show you, but I just wanted to get you an overview of what's creating the mess behind it. There's a people with a plan to overturn the order of God's order and flip it to an evil order where they have total control. They show it in movies alike, like Hunger Games, where the elite control the poor. They want to depopulate the planet. They, they've said this openly. If you read Klaus Schwab's book, uh, COVID-19, The Great Reset, that's what they're saying. We're resetting the world right now. They want to reset it into an evil reset. If you read his stuff, they talk openly about there's too many people on this planet. Complete lie. There is not. I've traveled right through the world, and I've seen thousands of thousands of kilometers with nobody even living on the land. Yeah, there's lots of land. Even when you think about Europe, I traveled on a train from Bordeaux in France to London and I traveled for two hours and I didn't see hardly anything. There was no buildings. But we're told this, we're overpopulated, to get you thinking like that so you'll accept what they're trying to do. So over these next few weeks, you're going to hear more and more about the different things that are going on in our world, how the enemy is attacking us and what he's up to. But... Um, you know, and in this time, people will say, well, where's God? Where's God right now? What's happening? Well, God's there. You know, why it's, you know why it's not going to the timetable of yourself? Because of God's grace and mercy towards us. 2 Peter 3, 9 says, The Lord is not slow concerning his promise, as some count slowness, but is long-suffering towards us, not purposing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. God has given the maximum time for everyone to receive him before his return. That's why we're seeing a bit of this uncomfortableness at the moment because God's saying, hopefully this will wake a few people up. They can see what's starting to happen in our world. Perhaps they may turn back to God. We all need to turn back to God. So how then are we to live in these times? I found scripture in 1 Peter 4, 7 through to 4, 11 in closing. It says in 1 Peter 4, 7, But the end of all things has drawn near. Therefore be of sound mind, and be sensible to prayers. And above all things, have fervent love to yourself, for love will cover a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without grudging. Each one, as he has received a gift, ministering it to yourselves as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, let it be as the words of God. It's important to hear that. If anyone speaks, let it be the words of God, not the words of this world. If anyone ministers, let him do it as of the ability which God gives so that God may be glorified in all things through Jesus Christ, to whom is the glory and the might forever. Amen. We are heading into interesting times, but we need to keep together. As it says in Hebrews, 
Forsake not the gathering of the believers together more so as the time comes near because you're going to need one another. I'm telling you, it's going to be like, it's already starting to heat up. We've just seen the result, just a little snippet here in Adelaide of last night of 80 people meeting to talk about pro-life issues. And there is protesters going to the first site they were going to meet. They had to move venues. But the bent on media who are controlled by the elites were trying to find out where this secret spot was. They're ringing up, where, where's the meeting? Where's it? You, you go, since when in history we've ever had an issue where 80 people want to talk on a certain subject and you've got the, the media out on a witch hunt looking for them to, so they can twist their stories on the news. And as they do, once again, it's the use of language. As Christians, we should be pro-life because there is life and there is death. What the devil does, he introduces a new word, pro-choice. Really, it's pro-death, because if you're not pro-life, you're pro-death. And maybe your choice, but you're, the pro-choices always go to that point. Like I said, you've got to watch the language they use, because they always trick you with language. But God's Word is true. God's Word stands the test of time, and it will stand. And people have an opportunity to come back to Him today. We have an opportunity here today, if you've never received Jesus, to do that very thing. Because God is coming. I'm telling you, prophecies are being fulfilled right now that we've never seen before. The prophetic voices, God says He speaks to His prophets before He acts. And right now, prophetic voices are saying God is about to do something big around this world. You're going to see evil exposed in a whole new manner. You're going to see chaos for a while. But we know it's close that Jesus is going to return. We don't know the time nor the hour, but we're seeing it's starting to happen. It's starting to happen. And I'll talk more about that when we head into the book of Revelation next month. This morning, the most important thing out of all this is that you stand right with God. You need to have a relationship with God because you're not going to survive what's coming if you don't. God's promise to you is that He will keep you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. God's promise to you is that I shall supply your every need. You don't need to worry. He fed those in the wilderness with manna. We need to be prepared for what's coming because people are going to be reliant on you. When they're in turmoil, when they're crying, when they're broken down with no food and whatever, what are you going to say to them? I'll just pray for you and leave them. We have means to help everyone. That's what we're called here. And this church is called Freedom Church for a reason. Because Christ has given us that freedom. The world is trying to take it away. The devil is trying to take it away. And little do they know the people that are on the wrong side, they think they're going to obtain something because they've given their life to the devil himself. But he doesn't care for them either. Because once again, they're made in the likeness and image of God. He doesn't like that. But this morning... I just want you to bow your head, close your eyes. As we come to a close, I just got to ask you this important question. Are you right with God this morning? If something was to happen to you today and you'd be taken from this planet, would you know where you're going? If you were to die, would you know where you're going? If your answer is no, I don't know, then you need Jesus. Because I have Jesus, I know where I'm going. And I fear not death because of it. It's, it's an assurance that He gives to us all. The hope that we need. 
If you've never given your life to Jesus Christ this morning or you're not walking right with Him and you want to turn back to Him, repent is the word. It means turn back, turn. You have an opportunity right now. God is good to us. God's grace and mercy to us abounds this morning. And if that's you, you you say, yes, I need Jesus. I need to be forgiven of my sins. I need to live for Him. In this place, and if you've never done this before or, or you've done it before, it doesn't really matter. God sees from heaven. So I just pray right now, if that's you, that you just raise your hand wherever you are. And I'll see that hand and I'll pray with you. Because I want to know that all are going to heaven. We want to know that we're all going to stand strong against this time that is coming upon the earth. If you've never given your life to Jesus Christ and He's speaking to you right now, that's the tug and He'll just, it's a small voice. Wherever you are in this place, just raise your hand and I'll pray for you. He will never force you, but I'm telling you, your life will be transformed if you do. You'll walk in a whole new freedom. Amen. See that hand. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Well, we're going to pray what we call a sinner's prayer. And that's how good it is. Jesus died on the cross for you and I, that we should have life. It didn't cost us. It cost Him. So I want you to just stand to your feet this morning and we're going to say this sinner's prayer together. Just follow me now. Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me. I believe you died on the cross to pay for my sin and that you rose again from the dead. I receive you now as my Lord and Saviour and invite you to come into my life. I thank you now. Amen. Let me just pray. Father, I thank you today for your truth. There is no truth. There is only truth. And I thank you, God, that you revealed it through your word and through your son, Jesus. Father, as we live for Him, we will expose the lies of the enemy. We have been called for such a time as this to stand, to stand against the woes of the, uh, the tricks of the enemy. Stand firm, your Word says, and the devil will flee. We stand firm today on your Word, God, and we know the devil will flee. But God, we have a mission to reach those that are lost and unsaved. And I pray, oh God, over this congregation this week that you'll bring somebody along their way that they can share the gospel message of the good news. They can speak the truth of what's going on in our time, in our day. Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you for your truth. We thank you for for life itself. And Father, we give you all the praise and all the glory in the mighty name of Jesus. And all the people said, Amen.